Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about customer support as research and discovery and why I would strongly recommend you don't outsource or delegate your customer support for your SaaS applications, especially in the beginning. Now, the reason why I'm such an advocate for this strategy is because there is so much value that you can get from your support channel and a lot of people do not take advantage of it. Think about it this way. When we're just getting started designing, building, and launching these software applications and trying to turn them into businesses, we are largely desperate for as many users and as much feedback as we can get. Now, once you start to get that, if you consider delegating it away to someone else to manage because you don't want to handle it or you want to work on something else or whatever, look, I get that motivation, but what you're missing is this huge opportunity to interact with the folks that are experiencing your software. Right? And keep in mind, just because they're using your software doesn't mean they're getting value out of your software or doesn't mean that your software can't be improved pretty considerably from relatively minor changes. And that's really the value here. That's what I get from my support channel on a regular basis. I am getting people, even if they're complaining, typically they're complaining about something legitimate that I can do or change as part of the product experience to provide them with a lot more value. Providing them with more value means more revenue for me, means longer lifetime value of customer for me, means happier customers, means everything to me. That's what running a good software product company is all about. And I want to see that direct from the source as for as long as possible, realistically, especially until I understand what the interaction is like, who my users are, what they're using the product for. There's so much to learn here, and it is hard to get this information. If you've ever tried to do this proactively, it's something I do on a regular basis and it's something I sell as a service. It's not easy to get feedback about software. So you have it immediately accessible to you. Do not outsource or delegate that until you understand what that kind of feedback is like yourself. Because that's gonna be one of the best places you can go to make improvements to your software. And I'll give you a couple of examples. For my podcast show notes.ai tool, I've gotten feedback a couple different ways and I manage it through largely two channels. That's the other thing I'd recommend. I wouldn't recommend having like five channels or something crazy because that's going to overwhelm you and that's going to try to motivate you to try to delegate this sooner rather than later. So to make it more manageable, what I would recommend is create a sustainable number of channels. That's going to help tremendously and then monitor them yourself. But set it up so that you can ideally get all of that feedback in the same spot, which for me is email. So I've got email support as a primary channel, but I've also got the analytics tool Hotjar hooked up to my software as well too. It's got a little tab on the side of the application. They can click on it. They can report a bug. They can request a feature. They can just share feedback, whatever it is they want to do, all enabled and empowered through Hotjar, which is an awesome tool, by the way. I love it. Not a paid sponsor, just love the tool. And so I get it from either one of those two. I get usually like story feedback, uh, direct communication, and we go back and forth on email. And then through Hotjar, I get requests for new features or people reporting bugs. So things that I've received feedback-wise so far, number one, multi-language support. Um, it's not something I was thinking about when I created the product, but it's something that I have received as feedback, shipped because of the feedback, and generated. I was able to add more customers, it opened up a new market, provided more revenue, it was just, it's an invaluable investment. So it was good for me to hear and see that. Second was, or other 
examples here as well too was uh from a pricing perspective i did not have a seemingly like unlimited tier i didn't have a tier that enabled folks to just buy as much as they want like doing like all you can eat kind of thing uh so it's metered but i was able to create that based on feedback because some of my users were wanting to go beyond my highest tier and i started with a couple of fixed tiers but even the largest one that i had created wasn't enough for some users in terms of how much they wanted to use the product Obviously, I want to sell as much of it as I can. So based on that feedback, I was able to do that as well. And then going further into other examples, which I've talked about on this podcast as well, too, I got feedback from a user which was related to a design pattern that I missed. Uh, we were accidentally or, you know, we had made the mistake of kind of locking people out that had paid to use the product and then eventually canceled their account from all of the previous work that they had arguably purchased. So someone shared with me that feedback They're like, hey, I know I haven't been paying, but I also lost access to all the stuff that I created originally and that upset them. And I totally understand why. So I missed that design pattern as well. Also, so I was able to go back and correct that. Now, anyone who's paid and used the product, they can always go back and see historically what they've used or created with the software in the past. So those are just, I mean, they just keep coming, right? They're constant, constantly coming at us. So your support channels are really important. If you set it up in the right way, it's sustainable and manageable. So it shouldn't overwhelm you. And if you do it in that way, that means you can keep a close eye on it, ideally directly, get firsthand information, and you're going to be able to learn about crazy, like key opportunities that uh, you may have missed, or maybe great ideas you weren't even going to think about in terms of how to make your product experience better, make your software better, and make your company more valuable. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.